and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about a collaboration album from the artists behind JSOM and Palehound. Together they're called Bachelor and the album is called Doom and Sun. It starts out with a song called Back of My Hand. Duterte of JSOM and Ellen Kempner of Palehound met at a show where they were both performing and they just had a lot in common and they ended up becoming friends and they you saw a way that their music could really or their styles could mesh really well together and so they recorded some demos and their label gave them money to record this album in a studio but instead of spending the money on a studio they decided to rent an Airbnb in Topanga with a hot tub and nice views and set up their own studio in the house and they wrote all these songs together and recorded them um, there. Yeah, it's a remarkable kind of future of music thing where, you know, obviously the traditional was the studio and then there's the, oh, someone just recording in the bedroom. But this is kind of that best of both worlds where we're in an Airbnb, they got a hot tub and they got a piano. Mm-hmm. And you hear some of that piano in that song. And other than that, uh, someone who is a pretty great producer like I'm going to call her Jason when her name is Melina Duterte. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she has such a great touch to make it sound so big using, you know, what was a very improvised, you know, they did what they were there for two weeks. There wasn't enough time to build a real studio and they didn't need one. This sounds so fantastic. And I, I don't know even where the boundary is between synthetic or not. Like that drum beat could just be a really disciplined drummer or it could just be a drum machine. I don't know, but it sounds great. Well, so they they did have a friend come in and play some drums and then Duterte's partner who plays in Chastity Belt came in and did the strings. So there are a few other credits on this record. Yeah, but it's, it's you don't know on any one track. And I love that this song has this very warm pop sound and it's such a great, you know, relatively down kind of vibe in the in the verses which can be you know a little bit self-effacing just like i'm just a lowly fan and really get into kind of some real kind of body shame issues around our relationship to fame and then those choruses are so blowing all those stops and both of them singing together and i i am not sure which voice is which on this album and it doesn't really matter sometimes one of them is singing sometimes both of them are singing their voices work so well together 
Yeah, I often try to look up the credits for each track and there they they don't have track by track credits for this record and so I had a hard time telling who was singing but as they they their voices sound very similar. Yeah, and I think that's by design. It's like this isn't two different people. This is one partnership and it's fantastic. And I think establishing right off the bat that you know the the themes of kind of desire and unrequited desire here obviously for uh, uh, some pop star and I'm just a lowly fan and I think uh, that's a through line here and goes right from this kind of mid-tempo track into the next track we'll talk about which is a real banger called Stay in the Car She's got a Chevy Double parked with the door I have to not correct myself a little bit, but elaborate that, you know, I said there were other people credited on drums and strings. The drummer is James Krivchenia of Big Thief and Buck Meek of Big Thief also plays some of the guitar on this. They came by the Topanga house and made some contributions. Yeah, it's awesome to have collaborators. uh, And yeah, just to clarify, after a year and a half of pandemic, it's like people dropping by. But this was recorded, I guess, in January of 2020, (laughs) right before... Everything went to hell, although I guess there's still some pervading doom. They've talked about, I guess, that the Australian wildfires were happening. So there was still that sense of the world is on fire, just also not a pandemic at, yeah. that, at that point. Yeah. But yeah, this song, I think right before recording this, uh, Ellen Kempner was in Florida, encountered instant infatuation with Florida woman. <laughs> and we get this great narrative story of just, I see this woman, she's out of control, crazy, and I want to to know her or maybe be her and i will try to avoid quoting all of the lyrics in the song because it is so amazing but i just love this i want to be the ice cream left out in her sun just let me be near this person she is such a blazing fire of i don't give an f about whatever just stay in the car and i'll get what you want (laughs) it i i love this song so much well and i think a lot of this the themes of this album are about sort of desire from afar or like unrequited desire and bad relationships and people kind of disconnected from each other in different ways. And I think this fits into that well if you have like the seemingly like bad relationship between this woman and her boyfriend and then like the desire from afar from the person who's the you know the first person in the vocals yeah like i want to be the person you're telling to stay in the car like (laughs) please like signing up for that it's crazy and very sweet and i love that it's both totally like sarcastic and sincere somehow at the same time and it's such efficient like what the entire song is what two and a half minutes long maybe and that it tells this entire like this notion of seeing this person go into the store and then 
have a second verse just all about like, wow, I just, I want to know her. I want to be her driver. I want to just anything. And then the end of the song, she comes back into the store and takes off and that's it. And it's just very to the point. There's no filler on this song. Yeah. A lot of the, the songs are built around these really small moments and they're very vividly depicted and some of them are very internal of kind of a, an internal moment of experience or something seen. And the next song that we'll play, I think, is more on the internal side of having an, like an experience that didn't go as you planned. And it's called Went Out Without You. from one of the most rockin' tracks on the record to this extremely sparse, probably the most sparse song on the album. And it's so sweet and simple and built around a very specific feeling. Um, And the drums are so restrained. It just really, I think it communicates the feeling that these artists are trying to express really well. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, Again, it, it, it contains multi because I think there is sweetness to it, but there is a lot of sadness of there, this sense of, um, you know, ambiguity in a relationship. Like there's a lot of lyrics about being with someone. And I love you, but also you kick me when you when I'm sleeping. But that's OK. I don't mind. But she wouldn't be bringing it up if she didn't mind it a little bit and finding it difficult, like going out without someone and just you miss that person so much and maybe miss him too much. And it, there's a lot here. And it's the beauty of that simple kind of pluck guitar pattern it feels and this feels very folky i think the singing style feels very folky but then there's this bizarre noise just kind of screeching mm-hmm. almost in the just in the left ear kind of poking at you and it, the sense of like oh it's very sweet and then it's just kind of poking you with this sense of unease yeah I, I remember that from when we talked about the JSON record a million podcasts ago is that there were a lot of very subtle elements you know Melina Duterte is a very experienced and skilled producer and she'll add a lot of these little elements that are maybe you don't notice at first or you only notice with headphones on that are a little bit unsettling or just change the mood a little bit and it sounds like what what she's doing on this track. yeah there's this left kind of unsettling noise and then later in the song that kind of fades and then this something comes into the right ear that's this other kind of much more melodious synth that's very more pleasant and those both coexist and I don't know what that means, but it's really beautiful and really sad here as we're kind of getting into the middle of the album. So the next track we'll play is called Spin Out. You're broken. 
This band's versatility, and I call it a band because it really feels like there's this cohesiveness and that they're they're working together. So mm-hmm. even though it's these two artists who are, I guess, a solo artist. and I Well, think what, pa- yeah. what is a band but people making yeah, music together? Exactly. Well, it feels weird because it's, it's so picturesque, like, oh, it's this collaboration. But yes, it's a band and they're so versatile that we've heard them do 90s alt rock and f- almost folk and pop. And here they go into this crazy psychedelic freak out. And then you're just getting to this completely disorienting world and then it's all stripped down to just an acoustic guitar strumming the basic chord progression which is so pretty by itself and massively overproduced and totally stripped down and it's all beautiful and it's this you know really sad kind of bummer of a song just where everything's kind of a fallen world and you know I've talked about yeah, that they were there were those Australian fires, and they've certainly talked about this in interviews. And you really get the sense of just a world on fire, in a slow burn, and that you're doing your best to get by. But you know, it's it's not the most hopeful song. And I've said that I said earlier that I couldn't quite tell their vocals apart, but I think this is Melina Duterte. I think she's got kind of a a little bit of a higher, softer voice. Yeah. I could be wrong. Sure, sure. But I do like that section we heard, which this is, again, a lot of these songs are very generally not that long. And this one, even with all the crazy instrumental freakout, is still only three and a half minutes because there's like, well, there's a verse, a chorus, another verse. Eh, we don't need to go back to that chorus. You heard it once. That was enough. And yeah, that they're really, you do get the sense that there's an advantage of that. I think they hadn't really, they had ideas for songs, but they hadn't written the songs. Mm-hmm. And so they got there, they had two weeks and they aren't overworked mm-hmm. and you really get that sense here that, and, and it's shocking to say that about a song that's this elaborate instrumentally, but yeah, as songs, there's, there, there's not too much going on and it's that, that restraint is really, I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I think it, one of the things that I like about collaborations is they can help each artist bring out the best in each other. And I think one of the things I always say about the new pornographers is why they're such a great band is that if you listen to like Nico, Carl Newman, um, you know, Dan Behar's all their individual work, it's all a little bit two in one direction, but then they come together and they kind of pull each other towards greatness. And I feel like that is what's happening here. And with the JSOM record, I think she's got two now out. But the one that we talked about on the podcast, there was a, a bit of fussiness that kind of took away from, I think, what I think was really good songwriting. And I think on this with this collaboration, I feel like the Pale Hound songs are, tend to be more stripped down. And so she pulled her more in that direction. And like where they meet in the middle is just a lot more effective than either of them independently. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. This, yeah, almost, it's like a little shoegaze, a little kind of 60s psychedelia, but totally modern in a way that, yeah, it seem they make it seem effortless, even though oh my god, it's so it's so overwrought. It's amazing. So I think we return to uh, a less elaborate sound and that same theme of uh, longing on the next track. It's called anything at all.
this song is a great showcase for the guitar work of Ellen Kempner. And I think there's a lot of enough guitars happening with like different kind of muted layers that I'm sure some of their guests uh, artists are also contributing. And you also get nice little, very prominent bass line from Melina Duterte and that their partnership, like they both have, it's not, I think, especially I think Duterte's bass style is not super showy, but it's really solid and it gives this song a lot of momentum and a little bit of funky vibe to it, which is appropriate because it's a song about yet another case of, I'm really into someone do I reach out to her? And I think layered on, and they've certainly talked about this a lot of interviews that they, part of why they bonded was as queer women in rock, which is uh, not always an easy identity. And this notion of like, oh, you're really into someone. Oh, is she actually even theoretically into me mm-hmm. adds that extra layer. And yeah. so maybe I should just don't say anything. I think queer women also who kind of don't fit the stereotype of, or fit what people want from women in rock you know like they they kind of have their own style that's unique yeah but they i think they're very confident and it's if you watch the videos from this album which are oh, i, I forgot think to watch the video yeah there's a I've, i guess i've seen two of them so far so they didn't do a huge a huge number but their apparent ease with each other and clearly their joy in each other's presence which you get i mean every interview that you get the sense that they're joking with each other and are just profoundly comfortable with each other and that you know they just they're joking around and the the videos are very very funny and that i think really comes through there's a and there's even one of the tracks on the album where there's a little bit of just their kind of banter from the studio and they're clearly having a blast and that they're just best of friends and it's really touching and and yeah that they are able to support each other in in an industry that's kind of pretty brutal and i think a lot of these songs kind of convey that shared attitude towards life and this song is an example of one that could be a sad kind of depressing song like the subject matter is kind of sad but then it's got that bouncy bass line and it's kind of the sting of the guitar it's very punchy and like upbeat and it's almost it gives it a a feeling of lightness where they're taking their you know they're they're able to take a lighter view of their own foibles yeah that this song has yeah it could be kind of mopey but then it Mm -hmm. it really blows up into that huge instrumental section Mm -hmm. which we heard some of it and even like there's a little guitar solo we caught the end of and then another guitar solo and it's yeah, it's they're they're not they're not yeah they're not moping they're gonna they're gonna uh, work out their feelings with as much energy as possible and we get to benefit from that. So you know things I think less about longing maybe but general anxiety uh, certainly an issue in this modern world. Uh, next track goes into that. It's called "Sick of Spiraling." Driving onto the next town, keeping the rubber side. But the danger is in my phone and the drug of an endless scroll. Call you back at the roadside. You say you're staying in tonight. You're crying if you can't have your own back. How the fuck can you have mine? You are a brave and 
track because it's one of a couple where they demonstrate that not only do they have really great production tracks with a lot of layered effects, but just the plain old guitar playing is terrific. Yeah, this guitar sound, it somehow feels super old school, like 60s -hmm. and totally modern timeless. I don't know how they pull it off. These guitar solos, you know, it's always the the question of do do the guitar solos make you feel bored like come on get on with it or do you immediately think like no i want to see them perform this live mm-hmm. fortunately um they are touring in september so there will be opportunities to see them perform well, live they are currently expected to tour in september although we are just now at the beginning of indoor shows beginning to be canceled so yes we'll so let's happens. asterisk on any tour plans but yeah. for now maybe bring your mask yeah they're uh, opening for lucy dacus who is one of our favorites and yeah. has a really, really amazing new album out. Yeah, there's so much uh, good music and all these pent up uh, tours and maybe we'll have to wait a little longer, but sooner or later, I really want to see these two women jam out because this music is, yeah, that this is so energetic. And again, that this, a song that could be sad, it's about how the world is really tough to manage, be it like getting hit by a car or or almost getting hit by a car or just looking at your phone all the time and how the world is conspiring to make you crazy. And, you know, even to the extent that there's some like, oh, I really need someone to help me get through this. But there, there seem to be uh, some, this is not a perfect relationship, but sometimes you, you know, you do the best you can and get through the the day the best you can. And just getting just surviving is a victory sometimes and this is a song that sounds pretty victorious to me so the next song we'll play is the penultimate track and it's called aurora and strings from Annie Truscott, who, as we mentioned, is 
Melina Duterte's partner, and I saw as we were preparing for this that they also have their own EP as a duo. So she's just making music all over the place. Yeah, I love how this song is this kind of quiet, kind of mystical, that obsession, the blood, the stream. It's this chant. It's really weird. It's quiet. It's loud. And mostly piano the strings are beautiful then there's these eerie synths and you think you know what the song is and at the end you get that kind of i guess synth horn and it feels like oh whoa we're back in the 80s and it's vangelis album or something (laughs) and that they can pull this off and it works and to me it's just a sign of oh this is a side project that you could see going like this is this it's so successful right out of the gate and Fortunately, I guess that uh, Ellen Kempner was New York based, but is moving to L.A. where uh, I keep saying Chaisom, Melini Duterte is based. And so they'll be able to play more often and hopefully make more music. And we get to enjoy that because, yeah, this was a remarkable debut. Yeah, such a joy to listen to. And it's so short. It's only 33 minutes for 10 tracks. So just go listen to the whole thing. And it's it's just a little Yeah, There's no fat on the bone. It's a very efficient and manages to fit in a lot of weirdness for something that is so compact. It's a remarkable debut. So we're going to go out with the title track, Doom and Sun. And you've been listening to For the Record. And again, we've been listening to the collaboration between JSOM and Palehound called Bachelor. Thanks so much for listening. BFF.FM Podcast Network. Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.FM, best frequencies forever.